Broadway Radio's Tell Me More. I'm your host, Matt Tiamanini. Here on Tell Me More, we strive to talk about projects and topics that don't often get covered on theater podcasts. As regular listeners know, at the end of last month, I traveled from Orlando, where I live, to New York City for a week of work and shows. Since I had already seen much of the best that Broadway had to offer from the previous season, a majority of my trip was spent seeing shows off-Broadway. In this episode, I speak with stars from three of those shows, one play, one musical, and one show that simply defies explanation, even for its star and creator. In this episode, I will speak with the multi-talented actress Rebecca Naomi Jones, currently starring in Fire and Dreamland at The Public. Then I speak with Derek Delgadio, the creator and star of one of the most unique shows that I've ever seen, in and of itself, currently playing at the Daryl Roth Theater downtown. And then finally, I talked to Connor Ryan, who has returned to the role of Johnny Blood in the off-Broadway transfer of the musical Desperate Measures, which had a multi-extended, drama-desque winning run at the York Theater at the end of 2017. Now, what's interesting about all three of these shows is that there's only a total of 10 performers in all three of them combined. However, each in its own unique way finds a way to feel both intimate and all-encompassing at the same time. In this mini-episode, I speak with Derek Delgadio. To hear the full episode, visit broadwayradio.com or check your feed wherever you get podcasts. Next, I speak with Derek Delgadio, a performer who, in ways similar to Rebecca, refuses to be pigeonholed as one specific thing. His show, in and of itself, has been playing at the Daryl Roth Theater since April 5th of 2017 and will end its remarkable run on August 19th. This one-person show, which is produced by Neil Patrick Harris and directed by the legendary Frank Oz, is very difficult to describe for both me and Derek, but it's part magic and illusion, part one-man play, part storytelling, and 100% jaw-dropping. There's an incredibly insightful and touchingly human power and simplicity to this show that needs to be experienced to be understood. In the interview, Derek is a soft-spoken, earnest, introspective performer who knows how transformative and impactful his show can be if the audience is willing to go on the journey with him. There are some minor, thinly-veiled spoilers discussed here, so if you haven't seen the show, I highly recommend skipping this section, buying tickets to see the show, going to the show, then coming back to this section to listen to Derek discuss it afterwards. If you do go to the show for the first time, I encourage you to participate in all aspects, beginning from the moment you walk in, as sincerely and non-cynically as you can. Now, I spoke with Derek in the theater's basement bar about 15 minutes after the show ended on a two-show day, so you'll hear some commotion and ambient noise throughout, so I apologize about that. But honestly, the most obvious noise that you're going to hear is me trying to put my mind back together after it had been thoroughly and completely blown. Also, Derek mentions a drawing that he made at the beginning of the show's developmental process. I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't discuss what that is here. But if you've seen the show and want to know what it is, send me a message via email or Twitter and I'll be glad to share. Okay, here's Derek Delgadio. Were you guys in that show? We were. Yeah, so uh, as I was telling her, not a lot of time to kind of process uh, for me, but I guess my first question is, what what the hell? Like, I, I don't even know what to you know to to kind of 
bring into it because I came in hearing so much about it and but without specifics and details. So if people ask you, how would you describe this show? Uh, I think the closest definition I've come up with uh, or description I've come up with is a theatrical existential crisis. <laughs> that seems about perfect. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. So a lot of this show is about identifying yourself and yeah. other people and especially you for me it's hard for me to even say how you know other than the stuff you do in the show yeah. how do you describe yourself are you a magician are you a, a performance artist are you a storyteller I don't, I don't I mean I made the show so I don't have to choose yeah. in a sense you yeah. know and so uh, I I have those tools in my toolbox uh, you know tools of a magician tools of a performance artist tools of a writer but I, I don't identify with any one of those specific um titles um and not just because i i'm avoiding it i just i know i know i know writers and they write yeah i know performance artists and they that's what they do and and magicians make magic and i i kind of don't have a specific thing that i uh feel that i focus on so i don't really feel comfortable adhering to any one of those labels and and i guess that's probably why this show has been uh you know, you've kept going for so long because it wasn't supposed to be this long right, run. Yeah. You know, it started was just supposed to be what two, three months. Yeah, and like then a normal run. Yeah. yeah, just a normal yeah. off-broader run. And now it's well over a year later, and you're still doing it. What? Why is this show not other than the fact that the audiences are coming and seem to be loving it? Yeah. You know, why is this something that you've wanted to continue to do for so long? Uh, I'm really proud of the show. Um, I think it's uh, it's. Uh, I didn't intend to to make a show that felt as relevant as it does, yeah. but the the timing of it and the zeitgeist of the world and the election fell on us, and yeah. and so the show became relevant in a way that I hadn't anticipated. And um, the only way that people will see it is if they come and I do it. And yeah. so I, I, I wanted as many people as possible to see it, um, but at the same time I need to be like mindful of my own mental well-being yeah. and health and, and and so um i have to put a cap on it at some point yeah. and i also feel like um uh you know doing it too long it turns it into something else you know it becomes a you know all oh, that thing you can go see and yeah. i don't i don't want it to just be another show that people can go see in there what do you want it to be I, it is what i wanted it to be it, it took it took as long as it's taken um yeah. but i i wanted it to be um a confrontation of what it what it means to be and be seen by others and more importantly to kind of point people to the idea that how we see each other is part of what defines one another and so um being conscious of that agency we have in creating others identity i think is a really important thing and and it's it's not it's not just about having empathy and 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 seeing someone for who they are, it's, it's also understanding that how you see them is defining them. And and I think that if we were a little more conscious of that, the world might be a little better yeah. for it. And, and I think, you know, one thing that I took from it is how you define yourself is is as much internal as it is external. Yeah. And, and, and the crisis happens when how you see yourself and how others see you are not in parity and yeah. how... 
they're, they're not balanced. The, 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 and, and, and the pain that goes with feeling like you are unseen or not seen how you see yourself is universal. I don't, I don't think that is a pain that is specific to anyone with even like more dramatic <laughs> versions of it. Yeah. I think it's universal to everyone. Well, and I, 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 it felt like that upstairs just a few minutes ago, you know, especially as we got into the last third of the show, it felt like a shared cathartic experience. Well, yeah, it's a, I mean, the show is a Trojan horse and it was, inten- yeah. it was intentional. The show's not about me. It never was. Yeah. Uh, the show's about you and you don't realize it until it's too late. So <laughs> what happens is, is people think they're watching a, a, a one man show and they might even think they're watching. Oh, I heard he does illusions or side of hand too. So they might yeah. have preconceived expectations of what, what they're about to see. And I play into that a little bit and I let them, uh, come to it with those expectations. But then by the time they realize this, realize that it's about them, it's too late. They're too deep into the rabbit hole to, to scramble out, of, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, so I think that's what people feel in that last third that you're talking about where it's like, wait a minute, what's, yeah. what's happening? The earth is shifting below my feet. Yeah. And, and, and in a way that doesn't feel, um, it feels inevitable. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, Oh, this show is taking a turn. It feels like we're, we're, we're digging deeper into this. And now I'm like a part of it in a way that I didn't, I didn't expect. Well, the truth is you were part of it before you started. Right. And this show was written for you, about you. You just didn't know it until I let you know it. Right. When I think that, you know, a lot of times when people go into theater that has a perspective, like you said, the show had, and they know it going in, they put walls up because they don't want to have that introspection forced on them. They don't, they want to sit there and watch something. And I think the way you've set it up is that it doesn't allow people to put their, their guard up and to defend themselves because you ask them a question at the beginning and they don't really realize how personal that question can be and how informative that can be later on in the show. So it, it does work as a way to kind of take their, you know, defenses away from them without them even knowing it. Yeah. So how, how during this year plus run, and I know it's probably two years now, by the time you started it in Los Angeles, how has the show developed not necessarily in you know what happens on stage but how has it changed for you with everything that's going on in the world with how people are identified being almost used as tools and weapons against them yeah um I, you know it's the i feel like it's the first step it's the first step for me i feel like this show is the beginning of 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 something uh of the work that i hope to do uh and i just feel like i've learned i've learned how far people will follow or how how big of a leap that will take in the context of a theater um like uh things that now after doing the show people go oh of course like that but like there are things that i on the i thought of that i honestly didn't know if people would follow if people would go along with it and so i realized that like part of what makes um, a theatrical experience more of a human experience is allowing room for humans to be a part of it and allow mm. their humanity to enter it and you need to create that space for them to come to it and to bring who they are uh, to the performance and I I did a little bit of that with this and I just think that they're, they're, I've, I now see that if you build it, they will come. Like you, you if you if you if you offer people uh, an opportunity to take the leap, uh, they'll do it and they'll soar. And that's 
been inspiring to watch um, and to know that it gives me a little faith, like the book, you know, coming back yeah. and things like that. Those those things give me faith in, in, uh, in, in not just theatrically, in, in reality. And um, But I you also, I still get surprised by it too. Um, I still get, you know, I had a, a young uh, African-American gentleman stand up a couple of weeks ago and he was a Republican and it, I mean, like I've done the show 700 times yeah. and it, it's still was shocking to me. And that's literally what the show is about is our preconceived notions of yeah. when you see a person or a thing, you know what that thing is or is not. And it's just not true. And we need to open up our the aperture for what things can be, you know, and and uh, and so I feel like there's a lot of work to be done both as a as a as a as a creator but also as a human being on my end of like really examining it further you know yeah well you said this is the beginning you know so to speak and this show runs for another two months and then i was talking with the press rep and she said this isn't like you're gonna go take it on the the road or take it to london this is it this This is is done this is is the is that difficult after you've been doing it for so long or is it like i'm ready to move on um it's, it's, it's difficult in a few senses. Uh, one is, is um, ego, you know. Yeah. It's nice to, to go on stage and have people like a thing that you do. Sure. Um, and not having that to wake up to might be difficult in the future. Um, uh, you know, it's commercially successful, so that's, that's really yeah. nice. Um, so, yeah, there are elements of it. But at the same time, all of the things, all of the reasons that I can think of not to stop it are, are fear-based generally. Hmm. Um, the only, the only positive one I can think of is that more people would get to see it, but everything else is just a fear-based decision of like, why, why, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I trust that there's more to, more to be done and more to say, and that I'm capable of doing it and saying it, you know? And so it's a, it's my leap of faith that I have to take that after this, there's more to come. Um, and that there's more to say, and I kind of did what I could do with this, and and uh, and I gave you know two oh, two and a half years of opportunity for people to see it, and, <laughs> and you know, and and I did the best I could, and so um, hopefully the next one will will, will resonate, um, you know, on the same level, I guess. Yeah. Do you have something officially set for next, or is it something that you're still developing? What is what is that next step? I have ideas for 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 what's next, but I, I haven't pursued anything. No, commer- commer- like I haven't pursued pursued them in any avenue other than in my notebooks. Right. You know, so um, <laughs> I'd imagine those are pretty cool notebooks, though. Some of them are some of them are chicken scratch. Like I, I read, I go back and read old ones. Like I have no idea what I was thinking here. What was, <laughs> I can't even decipher what this was. Um, but it's cool because like I have the notebooks from this show, and it's really amazing that. That like um, I'll show you like a picture of like the very first thing uh, that I drew, the very very first thing that I ever drew in my notebook about this show was uh, right here. Uh, blank page, blank notebook. Yeah. What am I gonna write? Oh wow! And so if you was- think about how 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 yeah where we're at now you know it's like that's the, i mean it's everything that, that, that's I mean, the show that's everything yeah that's everything how yeah. early was that in the process was it like the first thing day one that was the first thing you drew not i mean no this was like yeah 
first well, I, I have like, to make a show I have to deliver it in a year yeah um, I have a date a year out at a theater yeah I need to make a show what and that was the first thing and I, was, I just I, I got out of my own way and said just just do the first thing that comes to mind and I do wow that. and I went that's, well, here that's we, insane here we go you know? I mean it's, uh, it almost feels like that's one of the sections of the show, you know, right. you have this, this image yeah. and then it comes to fruition yeah. later. Yeah. That's I, I, that's, I like to think that way. Like in terms of like, I, I think that, you know, I like to see things that were ideas come to life, you know, it's really satisfying like as a creator. Um, uh, but yeah, it's really, it's really eerie how a lot of these things were, um, not first draft because they were a million iterations yeah, yeah. of it, but looking back at the, the original texts and the original ideas, the, you know, so much of it made it on to the stage and, and especially the, the core ideas of it all did. So. Yeah. It, during that process, you've obviously had, you know, some, I think a lot of the, the, the marketing, especially here in New York, very be, at the very beginning was less on you and maybe some of your collaborators in terms of, you know, you know, Patrick Harris as a producer and Frank Oz yeah. as, a, as a director. And then I think as people have started to see it and the word of mouth has come out, yeah. it that's shifted. But going back to them, as you've gone from that image yeah. to that first stage, how influential have some of those people <laughs> been on the journey for this show? Well, I mean, uh, Glenn Kaino, who is an artist I work with on many projects, was, uh, you know, a huge part of developing it and, and, you know, a sounding board and, and person for me to, to make sure I stay in my lane and, and on track. <laughs> um, uh, and Frank, uh, has been, you, you know, one of the, one of the greatest things to ever happen to me. I mean, yeah. not just, not just collaboratively, but like as a human, yeah. uh, having him in my life has been, uh, literally one of the best things that's ever happened to me mm. and and uh, uh it has enriched me as a person uh as a creator and as a person and i'm really i'm just grateful for him on every level um and and uh and neil being uh you know the biggest champion in the world and someone who understands the landscape of theater out here when we moved out to new york having him help shepherd it and get us get us mm. on the right track was you know that's why you know all of those things are why the show uh you know the work was the foundation of it but but uh, having these people supporting it and Mark Mothersbaugh did the music and having all these incredible mm-hmm. people attached to it um, uh, you know obviously is is a is a plus I mean it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt I mean people yeah. might you know I'm sure people you know saw saw you know Frank's name or Neil's name or, or Mark's name attached and went wow that sounds interesting yeah. and, and went but hopefully they you know they left with a different, you know, a different yeah, idea absolutely. of what, of what, uh, of what they, I know it wasn't what they expected, whatever it was they expected. <laughs> it wasn't that. Yeah. You know? I, I, and that's the thing is that I didn't know what to expect, uh, coming in. Yeah. And even if I would have tried to come up with something, you know, ahead of time and said, this is what I expect this to be. Yeah. I can't imagine that I would have been able to expect this. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. That's was part of the goal. I mean, I has to live up to its name. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. really it's like it yeah the title is the description as well you yeah. know um that's and interesting so I, yeah i felt like if, if you could describe it sufficiently after the show i failed you know <laughs> which is a terrible thing for marketing <laughs> yeah that really hurts the, the vastity people yeah. it's horrible for for the, the marketing team but it's it's um it's important for the content and 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 yeah. right it's in line with it it's 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 yeah it's that is the narrative you know well and i think that like i said earlier if people knew what to expect 
they wouldn't come in as open and you know as much of a blank canvas as yeah. they do if they're expecting to see a one man illusion show. You know, yeah. So and and then most people do. Yeah. Um. So, but it it definitely they're forced to think about it differently throughout the show. Yeah, you know, absolutely. because their expectations are subverted within the first. 10 minutes so this is not what I thought it was and for the better and for the better so yeah well I'll I'll wrap this up because I know you've got another show but I've been purposely dancing around all of the content because obviously we don't want to spoil anything but if if you know we talked about this existential crisis yeah um, but if people are saying you know what I've heard so much about it there's two months left I want to come and see this show in terms that they can understand not having seen it yeah sure what what is in and of itself? Um, uh, in and of itself is an exploration of uh, one's identity and one being uh, my own, but everyone's really yeah. throughout the, the process of the show. It's an exploration of, of identity uh, uh, using uh, illusions as the metaphor for how there's there's more than meets the eye hmm. uh, and it is uh hopefully a uh a way to uh it, it's an opportunity to to maybe understand yourself or others in a way that you hadn't really expected or anticipated um and and uh, i don't know i mean still i've done this show for two <laughs> almost three years and i still i don't i lack the vocabulary and yeah. everyone around it does too because yeah. It is, it's personal for everyone. Yeah. Everyone, like it's everyone, what people take away from this show uh, depends on what they bring to it. And mm. if you come with an open mind and an open heart, it, it will be different from you if you're just coming to, to see, you know, a piece of theater. Yeah. That's what I started this without words to describe it. And it makes me feel a little better that you don't necessarily I don't, have, I don't. have a ton yeah. more. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, my friend Kelsey, we were both blown away and she was sobbing halfway through it. Um, so I was thoroughly uh, overwhelmed and, and I can't wait to see whatever that next step is on this journey that you've, uh, you've started out on. Well, thank you for, for being there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me More. My name is Matt Tamanini. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMATT. You can reach out to Broadway Radio on both Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. We will have information for each of the performers and shows in the show notes and on BroadwayRadio.com. Tell Me More is produced by me. Special thanks to Rebecca Naomi Jones, Derek Delgadio, Connor Ryan, Julie Danny, Danielle Ruff, Leslie Papa, Elsa Hoke, Scott Klein, and the man without whom none of Broadway radio is possible, James Marino. Thanks again for listening, and remember, oh, it is excellent to have a giant strength, but it is tyrannous to use it like a giant. Also, always get a second scoop, and when you get the chance, ask people to tell you more. <laughs>